Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax, because this is The Leo Effect. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Leo Effects. Today I am joined by a super amazing special guest. I grew up listening to her voice on the uh, Funimation cartoons and my kids have even heard her voice more recently and we're going to talk about all that amazing work and even some new projects and things she's got going on. But please allow me to introduce my guest for this evening, Stephanie Nadolny. How are you? This is Stephanie Nadolny from Dallas-Fort Worth, voice of Kid Goku, I'm going to be in the World Martial Arts Tournament. <laughs> Kamehameha. And Gohan from the Super Saiyan Saga of Cell. Cell Saga. Super Saiyan. Gohan. <laughs> and Iskai. Oh my, I'm the queen. And the queen shall win the gold. And Baby Trunks. Uh, hey i'm great how are you doing i'm doing fantastic i get to talk to you do a little recording it's gonna be a real fun episode oh i hope so and i get to talk to you and hopefully the fans as well at some point when they respond hopefully yeah i hope so i really do and you know there's so much information that you have stored and so many things that you've learned in your very illustrious career that, you know, I, I hope we can touch on some of the big stuff. You and I kind of talked about it in the pre-recording. My first question to you is what made you decide to become a voice actor? I, you know, it wasn't even really a, a decision per se. Um, it worked out um, that I, I actually am a professional singer and I was in the professional singing arena when I was approached by Barry Watson, who was working on some projects um, himself with the recording of Dragon Ball Z episodes up in Canada. And I was working actually with a uh, award-winning polka band, uh, Grammy award-winning polka band, uh, Brave Combo. I had been uh, sitting in with some of their shows and opening with some songs and doing some backup vocals on their albums. And I met uh, Barry Watson at a studio in Denton, Texas, little Denton, Texas. We call it little D <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's not Dallas. It's a little, it's a little Dallas. It's a baby Dallas and that's Denton, Texas. And that's kind of where it all started. Um, you know, kind of being in the industry and um, passing business cards back and forth and things like that. I had actually been 
voicing characters and mimicking things on and off TV and making up voices since I was a little girl when I had my first cassette player, my cassette recorder at age seven or eight. And so I was actually voice acting long before I knew there was a career there and just for fun, you know, to, to play with my friends and making, you know, fun little interviews and cassette tapes and things like that. So um, <laughs> yeah. I was actually voice acting long before I actually even understood the concept of having uh, voice acting as a career per se and and as an industry. So yeah, it goes way back to when I was just a little, little kid, a little squirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And the fact that you're still doing it now is just a testament to your skill. What would you say your favorite part of being a voice actor is? My personal favorite part of being a voice actor is getting out in front of the fans at the, um, conventions, person to person, face to face, which unfortunately is very difficult at this time with the pandemic and the virus and things that are going around. It makes it very difficult. A lot of the conventions and things have had to um, reschedule or cancel completely. So my favorite part of the industry is being extremely hindered by this virus and the crazy times that we're going through. Um, so my favorite part is actually making contact and being in contact with the fans Um they're fiercely loyal. They're amazing. Um, I find myself becoming fans of my fans. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, we still have audio, video, and virtual signings and different types of um, activities that we're adapting to the situation with. So there's still some opportunity there for me to make contact and be in contact with fans. Um, but my personal favorite is actually getting out and about in person, in front of the fans, hearing their feedback, um, letting me know how how and what they feel about my work and if and how it's helped them in what, what ways, uh, especially if it's like, you know, save lives or if there are people that are being bullied, little kids being bullied or things that go on in their own personal lives. If there's something I've done that's positive, then that therefore gives me purpose and, and, and is there's just no price tag on that. It's just um, very rewarding experience. So I like to get out and about and, and mingle with the fans in any way possible, whether it be audio, visual, um, whatever it can be. That's my favorite part is getting out, out and about face to face with the most amazing Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Z anime fans. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a beautiful answer. <laughs> oh, thank you. I don't know how eloquent <laughs> that was exactly, but oh, I did no. my best at the time there. Now, to kind of let people know that maybe aren't particularly fans of Dragon Ball Z or maybe they just never got into it or anything like that, you voiced many of the characters, the, the a lot of the main protagonists, which, you know, Goku and Gohan and in their kid forms as well. And then more recently, you voiced kind of along the same vein, a, a a little character named K.O. in the show OKKO. OKKO with Cartoon Network. Yes, sir. Yeah. I was invited to um, contribute my voice to a um, developmental project entitled Lakewood Plaza Turbo, which came about around 2012. And I was contacted by a personal kid, Goku, Kid Gohan fan um, by the name of Ian. And he actually lives in the uh, California area and he was putting together a project of his own and he was directing it and he um, invited me to contribute my voice to the voice of KO and um, the Lakewood Plaza Turbo, um, you know, over time, you know, morphed into a project that ended up getting picked up by Cartoon Network and they renamed the show OKKO. OK and at that point, 
I was able to voice KO in the first eight episodes. I was able to actually travel to LA and also contribute my voice um, remotely from the Dallas Fort Worth area in Texas to that character. Um, um, now they've made some changes over, over time and I'm no longer in, involved in it now, but mm-hmm. it, it was a very big deal and excite, very exciting, uh, opportunity for me to be involved in a show with Ian and, um, and his project, which, you know, has, de- you know, developed and, and, um, as far as I know is still thriving. So I'm, it's, uh, been a very, it's been an honor to be a part of that. And, um, I hope to get involved in some more of that. Um, as time and um, logistics allow, so right. yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a kind of an offshoot of Go On, kind of yeah, um, kind of raspy little kid with a lot of strength and over the top slapstick comedy. So I think it was a lot more like Dragon Ball per se, as as, as opposed to Dragon Ball Z. Right, right. And you were also in the Loop in the Third movie. You were in Yu Yu Hakusho, and so this kind of goes to your what you were talking about with the fans and the conventions and things do you have a convention that really kind of sticks out in your memory like a convention that you just remember above all the others oh my Ooh, that's a tough answer um now recent my most recent appearance was jacksonville florida which was um uh, my first you know actual physical in-person traveling experience with the pandemic and Fortunately, you know, it went very well. There were, you know, a lot of fans did show up. They took all the safety precautions. Everything went well. It was the um, Collective Con in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, the weekend of July 17th through 19th. And um, it stands out just because it was the most recent. But, um, you know, I, I there was a, you know, the big, really big one for me is Kamehacon. And that's here in the Irving, Dallas-Fort Worth area, which happens to be local. And the whole entire convention is revolved around Dragon Ball Z as well as Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball GT, but mostly Dragon Ball Z. And its its focus is is all about the characters, the voice acting, the cosplay. Um, the you know the trade show expo area has all the characters and the pop toys and you know manga, different types of things for people to read and DVDs and just all kinds of amazing souvenirs everything about this convention start to finish the whole weekend is dragon ball z and that includes the voice actors um uh, live appearances um autograph signings video recordings audio recordings long lines of amazing devoted dragon ball z fans awesome times with taking pictures holding cute little babies playing with the (laughs) kids it was just amazing and and the last time we were able to do that was um april of 2019 and unfortunately the big awesome kamehacon uh i guess would have been the third year for kamehacon had to be canceled due to to all the things that are going on right now which is very unfortunate that's the big you know the big bad one you know when i say bad i mean good Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. um the only other one I can think of other than that, you know, um, they're all amazing because you get to, you know, get, fa- like I said, face to face with the fans, which is my favorite part of all of this. Um, is I go back to, to the year 2000, back when I was first cast as a little kid, Gohan, and I uh, was able to be a guest at the San Diego Comic-Con with three other voice actors at the time. Back when Funimation was a little bitty company with one studio, one booth, and just a small staff. <laughs> and that was uh, San Diego Comic-Con. In the summer of 2000, 
that was amazing. And um, I got to meet a lot of really amazing other guests. And then um, in addition to that, Supernova in uh, various areas of Australia. Um, I was able to visit and be a guest in 2002, as well as again in 2012. And that was also really cool. And let's see, I think I went back in 2018 for the 10-year, gosh, was that a, I don't want to say reunion, but it was the 10-year Sydney, Australia-based Supernova. In addition, back in 2002, um, at the time, Supernova was coupling up with Armageddon, which was in New Zealand. So I was able to actually have a couple of weeks to jump out and do both at one time. And that was in 2002. And again, I believe in 2004. So Armageddon, Supernova, uh, Queen, let's see, I went to Queen, Queensland, Brisbane, Perth, uh, let's see, Sydney, Australia. And then as far as New Zealand went, that was Auckland. Amazing. Loved Auckland and Wellington, New Zealand. So those really stand out as, but, um, all of them honestly are so great, especially, um, some of the little small ones are so much more cozy and I can kind of like spend more time with each fan as they're you know, lined up and, you know, we can do a question and answer panel. And sometimes the, the cons are so small, they just have, you know, two or three guests and they have guests of honor and things like that. So, uh, Ronin Con um, in LA, Hydra Comic Con, that was, I think, near Santa Rosa. And uh, oh, in England, there was one called Digi Digicon. That was a lot of fun. That was uh, February of 2018. And that one really stands out. Great people to work with over there. Um, it was, like I said, Australia, New Zealand, and England are easy because they're, you know, they all speak English. It's just a different dialect, right. different accent. Right. So it made it easy to communicate with the fans. And um, so those really stand out to me. Just uh, they're all amazing, but those but those really stand out. That's cool. That that's a whirlwind tour. It sure is. <laughs> I'm ready to get back out there when it's safe to do so. Oh, I hear you. Do you have any other projects that you're working on presently? Presently, my biggest, newest, most exciting thing is contributing a voice to narrations for. Wonderbot Animals on YouTube. It is a channel that you can um, subscribe and uh, listen to. And what is it? Hit the like button. It's called, yeah. again, Wonder Wonderbot Animals. W-O-N-D-E-R-B-O-T Animals. There are two other narrators. One's a male, one's a female. And um, all of us kind of shuffle around and take on the scripts. And they're all um, amazing stories from about five to ten minutes each. Involving animals with great stories, um, almost always a happy ending. Um, I've been involved with that now for a couple months, and it's been really, really great. I've been able to record from my home with my own equipment. Um, I've got a, a studio engineer here who helps me with put, put them together, upload, do all of the technology, and then I just contribute my voice. And I'm also learning how to do some of the technology, uh, te technological editing deals here at the house and so that's been really amazing i've really enjoyed like the regular work study flow coming in and i do between five and ten scripts a week Ooh. and uh, those can be found at wonderbot animals on youtube and then the most recent thing i've been doing is i um i stay up with my facebook pages which are stephanie nadalny voice actress stephanie nadalny fan page as well as moonglass band uh, I'm a vocalist, and I have my favorite musicians involved in a band that's an offshoot of the High Rollers from the Windstar World Casino Senior Breakfast from 2010 to 2014, and we call ourselves 
moon glass. And once things are safe to do so, we will be working again in the Dallas Fort Worth area at um, coffee bars, um, markets, um, possible grocery stores, nursing homes, uh, clubs, fundraisers, parties, weddings, uh, special events, things like that. So right now we're taking a little backseat, but I am definitely working more into the, in the uh, voice acting field. I do have an agent who does book me on uh, various projects, but right now I'm just mainly working on Wonderbot. And I'm also the voice of Deb the Mom on the Adventures of Ryan DeFratis, which can be found on American Family Network, which is great. Um, that's also been put back a little bit on the back burner for now. But the first eight episodes can be found um, on DVDs online. And again, that's the Adventures of Ryan DeFratis, D-E-F-R-A-T-E-S. And I play Deb, the mom, which is mostly for the most part my own voice with a little a little spin on it as if I was really a mom, so <laughs> which I would love to be. But I also get to be that. And through these characters, I can live these little kids, this kid Goku, and be the little boy or the little kid that, I um a little boy that I never got to be really in real life. So well, there you go. <laughs> and I'm working on some singing projects. I've got some really cool equipment, really cool keyboard, kind of working with the with the with that a little bit, thinking about maybe cutting a, a record at some point. I've been wanting to do that for a long time. So hopefully that's gonna come up next and I'll be um keeping the fans in tune with what's going on with all of that as well. Sheesh. You are busy. <laughs> it's getting to be that way it wasn't that way early this year but now things are really picking up so <laughs> right it's a very good thing i'm a very grateful blessed person do you have any time for hobbies do you have any hobbies that you like to do yes i've actually been learning to cook more and uh at home and really been embracing that and uh grilling out and finding new ways to make amazing meals at home um some some healthy, some maybe not so healthy, but delicious all the same. Right, um, right. I'm really enjoying just finding different types of seafood, fish and fish and um, chicken, lean meats, um, maybe some beef here and there. Um, also making a really good home burger here at the homestead. Um, I have two beautiful Persian cats that I take care of and I brush mm. regularly. I've got a great dog named Brady, Brady the Wonder Dog, Brady Bradford. He loves to go to the dog park, so we take him there. Uh, he's actually looking at me right now with that look like, did you just say dog park? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that means we got to put his clothes on, which is his collar, and we take him to the dog park and throw the Frisbee and walk. I like to bike ride. Right now, the summers are really brutal right here in North Texas, but I do like to get out and about and uh, meet the people at the dog park and play with all the dogs. And so I love animals, love animals, love kids, love babies. And like I said, it's really hard to be around people right now just due to the situation. But um, yeah, and so dining out is fun. But um, cooking at home has been something kind of new. So I'm learning how to like marinate things and come up with just um, delicious sauces and um, enjoy, you know, different types of cuisines. That's been really, really cool. Because I love to eat. You know, Goku loves to eat. We have that in common. Goku can go on both. <laughs> I, can, I can put it down. Let me tell you. Yeah, the difference is Goku would eat anything. Anything and everything and eight, eight dishes of the same thing. And then, he, <laughs> then, he, then he's ready for dessert. Right. 
Exactly. Well, do you have any secret, like, hidden talents that maybe people wouldn't know about? Like, can you juggle chainsaws or? (laughs) Uh, I mimic things. I mimic voices I hear kind of on the spot. So that's kind of fun, whether it be a family member or something I hear on TV. Um, Let's see. I can burp on command. Okay. Throw a pretty good. I can. I can. uh, Yes, and I can also throw a pretty good frisbee. Not too bad for a chick. Right. Uh, I did grow up with a brother, big brother, and two step brothers. Um, And so I did climb trees. I went through my tomboy stage, so I can climb a. I can climb a tree, and even at my um, my age, I can. uh, I can get out there with 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 the boys and maybe play some football or you know throw some stuff around and. (laughs) <laughs> run. I can run. I used to think I could run fast, you know, pretty fast for my age, but when I was younger. I did run track for a little bit, but mostly it's the singing, contributing the voices, mimicking, um, just being silly, you know, just being a silly chick. Just speaking of being silly, do you have any like quirks about yourself? Oh yeah. Um, I have to like grab my dog and like shake him, but not hard. <laughs> I gotta shake him, touch his nose, shake his little face, squeeze him. My dad did that to us when we were little. He would like shake our le- like our arms and legs and just kind of like squeeze our little chubby legs when we were little babies. And so I find myself doing that. <laughs> I just want to grab people and shake them and like squeeze them, but like lovingly. It's like a love, not kind of love pat kind of right. thing. Right, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just that's what's this this pandemic is just it's killing me. I just wanna I wanna shake hands i want to give people hugs i want to smile at people under this mask and it's just it's so hard it's like so sad and i just feel feel bad that this is going on right now and i really hope that we come to some culmination to where things just get better for everybody absolutely so i've been watching the news i love to watch the news but i do have to say i really like the news that's that's happy news and good news over the over the negative so right but i do a lot of praying for that you know i pray for for that for people who are suffering and the things in the world that that will get better so absolutely i can pray i can i can give you a really good prayer so (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of negatives i got a question for you that kind of drudges up the negatives i guess is a a way to put it but do you have any pet peeves um people that judge people without knowing the whole story like really judging anyway like at all like and bullying i really have a big problem with people who bully people and it can be anything from kid to kid, adult to adult, teacher to kid, vice versa. Um, I moved around a lot as a kid and I was transplanted constantly from small town to small town and then eventually to a big town outside of Dallas when I was in 11th grade. But I moved around a lot and I was a new girl and um, sometimes being a new girl is good and sometimes it's bad. And for me, it was, was not, not fun um, being a singer slash performer wanting to move to California at age four and try to be on commercials and make it big in the business, may, you know, be a teen pop star wanting to do all these things. Um, it was fun and exciting for me, but being moved around against my will because my stepdad was transferred, um, was made that very difficult for me. And a lot of the places we ended up moving to were small towns Outside of Houston, outside of the, um, there was one at Eagle Pass outside of Piedras Negras in uh, 
Eagle Pass, Texas, Durant, Oklahoma, Coffeyville, Kansas, outside of Memphis. When I was born, I was born in Memphis, Tennessee. So I moved around a lot, was never able to actually stay somewhere and stay grounded and be able to attach to people and stay put and graduate with the people I wanted to graduate with and things like that. Like I had to just be like tugged and pulled all over the, you know, it seemed like all over the world, but it was really just over a few states. But at, at the ages that I, that I ended up moving, uh, younger was not so much so difficult. But then as I got older, that became more and more difficult to be, you know, ripped away from my friends because I became very attached to these people. And then right when they would kind of start accepting me, okay, she's the singer, dancer, whatever, triple threat, whatever you want to call it, it was time to move again. So, Mm -hmm. and those crucial times were fifth grade, eighth grade and 11th grade. They were all very difficult. Um, I ended up graduating with a class of people that we, you know, I didn't really know everybody. Um, I knew, I knew many of them, but you know, when it came time for the 10 year reunion or the 20 year reunion, I wanted to go back to Oklahoma. I wanted to go back to Kansas because those, those were where I kind of, you know, made my roots and, and being ripped and pulled from that. It was very difficult. And so it makes sense that now, I'm here in the Louisville, Dallas, Fort Worth, Euless, kind of near the DFW airport area. I've had a house now for 20 years and I haven't moved. And that's never happened until my adulthood. And um, I think it's just because I've moved so much. I just want to stay put and I want to, you know, I make those attachments and then I just don't want to leave. <laughs> so yeah. I think that's why I never really, you know, with the untimely passing of my mother in 1999, which Fortunately, she got to see my brother get married and she was almost a grandma and um, and with all of that happening. And then I just kind of made all these changes and bought a house. And um, with all of those changes and everything, I've just kind of wanted to stay put and stay close to my brother and his family. And um, instead of up and moving to L.A. or, you know, I thought about moving to Nashville to try to pursue a country music career um, or moving to New York. You know, I just kind of stayed put, you know, and I've made my way. And, you know, Dallas is kind of like a little. Uh, there's a lot of talent here, a lot of talent. And unfortunately, there's not as much work available for the talent. So it's been extremely competitive. But, you know, I love it here. I've, I've made a home here and I've been able to, as an adult, make my own decisions about where I want to live and what I want to do with my life and how I want to manage my career. So that's kind of a little bit of my background there with the journey with it's just been kind of up and down and unexpected, you know, yeah. growing up. But uh, Facebook and social media and Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. I've been able to reestablish these bonds with those people who meant so much to me through my past growing up, goods and bads, highs and lows. You know, we can laugh about it now. And I think all in all, it's made me a stronger person and with a deeper character and with a lot more compassion and someone who just doesn't judge because we all come from different backgrounds and different um, histories and we all have a different story and a different journey. And, um, that, that's why my pet peeve is people who judge people who assume that people who make mistakes are bad and wrong and they're, you know, have a scarlet letter forever and they should just, you know, be banned from life. And that's just not, not the case. You know, there's people who make mistakes and they shine, they learn how to overcome difficulties, whether it be addiction or, you know, suicidal thoughts or, oh my gosh, I'm getting bullied at school. What am I going to do? You know, we all come from different, um, we're all different races, different, you know, backgrounds. And I think that's should, that everybody should be embraced and that people shouldn't judge a book by, by its cover or by somebody's past and allow people to grow and make amends and, and become a better person who can help others. That's awesome. 
That is so cool. You're you're just uh, an amazing person. You've got just a brilliant soul. Thank you. I hope so. I want to shine God's light and because he gave me the talents I have. So there you go. That's how I want to be. And I'm a spirit, very spiritual person. Yeah. And I've really embraced that, especially with, like I said, having lost my mother at a very young age, who was my oasis and my um, biggest fan. Um, try to live, you know, like she lived, which was honest and good and compassionate and loved animals and loved kids and open and friendly and laughing all the time. You know, I just want to be just like her. And as I'm growing older, I'm finding that I'm becoming a lot more like her, even not just physically, but spiritually, I think I'm a lot like her. Mm. Well, I'm sure she's looking down and, and very proud of where you've gone and, you know, the things that you've accomplished. So, Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I'm so glad she got to be there as long as she was. And, and she, um, she's been my, uh, my guardian angel all along through the ups and downs and the the trials and tribulations of life, which I've had a really rough last five years. And I just know that she's always been there and it's been a really a big guiding light in my life and meant so much to me. That's great. That's so great. Oh, yay. With these last couple (laughs) minutes of the show, I would uh, like to open it up and and you can tell the listeners, like, if there's any social medias that you want them to go focus on. You kind of touched on it earlier, but I'd like to kind of have it all in one spot so they know exactly where to go. And, of course, I'm going to put links that you talk about. I'm going to put those in the podcast description so they can just click and go. But it's still nice to hear where to go from you. That's great. I would love to do that. Um, first of all, the most recent thing and the most um, current thing I'm involved with is Wonderbot Animals on YouTube. We can do a link there. Um, a link, sorry. Some other, like I said, voice actors in the industry are voicing the scripts. But what's cool about Wonderbot is they start out with, you know, they put together the video and they um, grab our our audio and then they sync it all together to make a story. And within the first Oh, say 30 seconds, you'll know who is voicing it, whether it be my friend Gail or um, there's a male voice actor. And then there's also me. And you can see my little picture pop up and say, hi, I'm Stephanie Nadalny with Wonderbot Animals. And please hit the like button and subscribe. So that will tell you which person is actually voicing that particular animal script. So that's kind of what I've been doing a lot as far as like all the time work. Uh, I'm also... On Facebook mostly right now, uh, aside from Wikipedia, I've got a Wikipedia page, Stephanie Nadalny, as well as IMDb. Um, I have a really cool video demo of my um, my vocal costuming live performance entertaining, entertainment uh, demo video at Stephanie Nadalny Windstar on YouTube. You can just put those words in and it'll pop up. That's really fun. That's me and my favorite musicians in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Amazing talent. Absolutely honored to work with them for the senior breakfast at the Windstar World Casino for four years from 2000 to 2014. We were called the High Rollers. We were a six-piece band. Twice a week in the morning, we would entertain um, nearly or over 2,000 seniors every Wednesday and Thursday morning. We did that for a while, so that's that's something neat to, to have a look at. Um, I did a fun video for a very close fan of ours from that. Uh, venue there in the Windstar called Only Hugh. You can look that up where I came and visited him for his birthday and sang to him. Um, also on Facebook at Stephanie Nadalny Voice Actress, Stephanie Nadalny Fan Page, 
as well as Moonglass Band. Moonglass is one word, and that is an offshoot of the High Rollers with most of the same musicians. Let's see what else. What else do we have going on? Um, you can just do a Google search. Uh, I've been doing some other interviews with some other great peeps on YouTube as well. There's, um, oh gosh, we'll get a link to you on one of that I that I just did the other day. I'll have to get that for you. Okay. It's I've adopted a nephew in Chicago. His name is Joe and his brother Mike, Michael. Huge Dragon Ball Z fans. So I've adopted them, and they call me Auntie Steph, which I think is fabulous. <laughs> um, and then uh, that's really it for now. Um, but then I also have a brand new fan mail, which is an email address I'd like to share with the fans. It's stephaniefanmail at gmail.com. That's Ooh. Stephanie with a P-H, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-F-A-N-M-A-I-L at gmail.com. So I can get mail there, fan mail. I'm also signing autographs through the mail. I'm doing virtual signings. I'm going to be getting with Jose Mega Man to do one later this month, if not the end of this month, early in September. And he has a Facebook page as well, Jose Mega Man. We've done some appearances with him and some pop signings. We've also done some fundraisers for um, various people in the industry. Tiffany Vollmer just recovered from COVID. Yay. So we did some stuff for her. She's the original voice of uh, Bulma. We worked together early on, back from 99 on. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been doing some things uh, with Linda Young, Cynthia Krantz, some other, my, some other friends of mine in the industry who I dearly love. So that's it for now. But um, as links come in, I would love to get those to you and so the fans can um, reach out. And um, even just to, to, to communicate, if they just want to let me know how they feel about certain episodes or what they're going through. I've been um, chatting with some of my fans actually earlier today um, over just – you know, hard times at school that, you know, the bullying situations and things like that. And I'm just want to be a, a mentor and a, uh, like a big sister to those out there who are suffering with those types of situations, because I can definitely relate. Thank you so very, very much for coming and talking to me today and gracing my show with your presence. It's been amazing to talk to you. Oh, thanks. Yeah, let's do it again. Thank you to all the listeners who tuned in and keep tuning in. You guys are amazing. And, you know, just like we said before, fans are what makes this entertainment world go around. So thank you so very much. Thanks, all of you. There you go. And we will see you all next time. All right. Thanks, everyone. Now that was an awesome interview. Thanks so much for listening. You all are so great. And don't forget to head to Facebook, Insta, and Twitter and follow The Leo Effects. If you want to hear some comedy and ridiculous voices, check out Shattered Dungeons on YouTube and all other places podcasts can be heard. And you'll hear me voicing crazy characters, usually pretty terribly. So thank you so much. You all are the absolute best. And we will see you all on the next episode.